When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Love HQ podcast. This is a place for women who want to explore love, sex, dating, and relationships through an unconventional approach of ditching the normal dating advice, prizing yourself as an individual, and listening to expert interviews from all different walks of life, focusing on how you can get more in touch with yourself as a person, develop better relationships, and live life on your terms. Hi, my name's Hayley Quinn, and welcome back to another episode of Love HQ. Uh, I'm all by myself today on the podcast, and that's because I'm going to be sharing something pretty special with you. For those of you that are new listeners, this is my resistance radio space, where I teach women a completely new approach that's been caught desperately needed for ages when it comes to love, dating, and relationships. Unsurprisingly, I think that the concept that we as women can have to go get the guy or catch him and keep him can go stuff it. And in fact, there is a brand new philosophy in town that I want to share with you. And brilliantly, this new philosophy, when you adopt it, is one that helps with every single aspect of your romantic life. So if you've been tearing your hair out, wondering about who should split the bill or does he like you or should you call him or all of these other questions... I'm going to help you to see through the matrix because there's a simple mindset shift and a whole new way that we can approach love dating relationships. Now, I bring this to you with a simple question today, which is really, since when was love all about him? Have you ever noticed that whenever we talk about love or dating, that we're looking at it from a man's eye worldview? By that, I mean a view of the world where we as women are constantly disempowered. Have you noticed that even female dating advice, dating advice that's meant to be made for us, seems to always have him in mind. He's always the central focus. It's all about how we can achieve him. Likewise, lots of how we're told to kind of behave um, is about pleasing him. It's about actually, let's not talk about all of our own needs because then we're needy. Let's not say that we want commitment because we might scare him off. It's like we're constantly playing this bizarre defensive game that we just don't need to do. We are actually, and you might have forgotten this, the majority in the world. We are 51%. And because of that, I'm going to use this podcast today just to give you a bit of a manifesto about how you can rewrite all of dating. Because dating doesn't actually have to be about pursuing him. It should be about fulfilling you in the love and romance area of your life. And funnily enough, when you do this, you become so empowered and kick-ass and awesome and grounded and strong that A, little things with him don't phase you as much, and B, you become more attractive as a byproduct anyway, and C, you find more like-minded and better men who accept you for who you are. So it's literally utopia. Right now, we're just all approaching stuff the wrong way. So 
I'm going to do this to demonstrate and illustrate this to you. I'm going to begin by reading through a list. This is actually from a book um, I am writing at the moment of my top 10 dating myths that we as women just, we literally succumb to them all the time and they are short-sighted, they're ridiculous and they look, they sound silly when you read them out loud, but I would be surprised if when you're analyzing what to do in a dating situation, if this isn't at least part of the puzzle about what you're feeling. So point one, don't be needy, right? Isn't needy just a horrible word that we give to women? We say to them, you know, actually your thoughts and feelings aren't important. You don't want to come across as needy. Otherwise you're going to put him off when really being able to clearly express your emotional needs and what you want is like a fundamental basic of a happy relationship. So if you can't do that, you're not going to get anywhere. So the concept that we have to squish our emotional needs into a little box and shut up in case we don't scare him off and that we have to let him set the pace. And if we're uncertain about where we stand under no circumstances, should we bring this up? What what environment does that create for us? That creates for us an environment where attracting partners who are about as capable of looking after us as a pet rock. It's not effective. It's not clever. Short term, you might, I don't know, attract someone who will, who's a bit sexy, who you wanted to hang out with. But long term, it's going to get you absolutely nowhere, nowhere. So we can't do it. Two, this is another nasty word that I hear flung around a lot in relation to women and dating, and that is desperate. Oh no, we're not allowed to say that we want and expect a relationship, and that's what we're in the market for. Uh, We're not allowed to say, hey, I wouldn't expect you to date other people, or hey, yeah, I'd actually really like to have a family very soon. Somehow, in saying that, we're doing something wrong. Again, we're, we're running the risk of scaring him off. Um, instead, the, the, apparently the right way to go about this is to, to play cool, downplay all our needs and just kind of let him get so emotionally attached to you that you can spring your desire for commitment or family or your desire to actually have no commitment at all, if that's what you're going for, on him at some later stage. And that to me is like, why are we doing things that way? That's back to front, isn't it? Surely if we have a, a goal or we know what kind of relationship we want in mind, surely we should lead with this. Point three. No sex until monogamy. Again, what a load of junk. I mean, here's the thing. Waiting a bit of time before you have sex with someone makes sense, right? Because you get to know them better. You, you'll make a better judgment call about whether they're the right person or could be. However, when we use sex as a bargaining tool, so we don't give that to them until they give us commitment, isn't that a bit icky? Isn't that a bit patriarchal? Doesn't that make our toes curl? Wouldn't we rather have men who were equally interested in us uh, for a relationship, regardless of when we chose to have a sexual relationship with them? I think these are the kind of guys we should be looking out for. So I really strongly wouldn't advise. I'd be, you know, advise, of course, if you, you know, if your intimacy is, you know, something that you know that you can, you're a bit vulnerable in that space and, you know, take time to get to know someone. That makes perfect sense. Restricting sex in order to bargain or to make sure that he likes you or to make sure he sees you as girlfriend material. Again, I think that's patriarchal crap and we quite simply shouldn't reinforce that system. Uh, Point four, be cool. (laughs) Again, this is one of these great pieces of uh, dating advice that, uh, you know, you might short term be able to attract someone who's maybe 
not very ready for a relationship or finds it easier to hide away from things. Sure, we can do that. That might work. But long term, is this going to really bring you someone who's up for fulfilling your emotional needs? I would argue no. So when it's about this whole, you know, don't approach him, don't smile too much, don't reply for two days. I mean, first of all, you get yourself in knots doing that, don't you? Just obsess about him anyway. (laughs) Secondly, you're not really communicating who you are. What is the point about not replying to him for four days and then putting up a picture where you look hot on Facebook and hoping that will prompt him? Like, can't we be better individuals than that? Can't we hope for more from members of the opposite sex? Can't we represent ourselves better? Point five, keep your options open. This is, of course, a piece of dating advice that's kind of in conflict to the no sex before monogamy one, but it's banded around just as much, which is, you know, until he's committed to you, date loads of other people um, because you need to keep your options open in case this one falls through. Now, I can say this from experience that if the person that you like no longer wants to be with you, and you have like, I don't know, a couple of other people that you could go out with, really, that's that's not comforting at that stage. It's not good. Likewise, why don't you just emotionally commit to something? I think often when we're on the fence about things, we we don't take action, we don't proceed forwards um, in any kind of clear direction. That's when things get messed up. I think, you know what, just put your eggs in a basket. If the basket is the wrong basket and it, you know, you, you, it falls and breaks some eggs. This is sounding a bit, uh, sounding a bit like ovulation, but I'm going to gloss that. You know what, Tinder, online dating, bars, events, there's men out there. There's so many men out there. They're waiting for you. I think if you really like someone, invest in them. That's my, that's my two cents anyway. Point six, let him approach you. Let him make the first, second and third move because men like the chase. Now, this is obviously extremely boring as a strategy. Let's start with that as its negative point. Because, and also, you might legitimately be thinking, well, I've kind of been sat here for ages. No one's turned up. No one's approached me. So what am I going to do? And I would say waiting is boring. I think there's ways that we have to take responsibility for our lives and learn to be a bit more practical with it. Now, that's not to say you need to run after men in the streets and say, love me forever. Uh, But there's definitely ways that you can learn to encourage more men to approach you. There's definitely events that you can go to where you'll see more guys. There's definitely, it's definitely okay to send a message to someone online if you like them. Like you you don't need to be passive. If that's not your thing, it's not getting what you want. You know, that's just Einstein's theory of madness, isn't it? To do the same thing and expect different results. Okay. And this sort of links into seven, actually, which is one of my other uh, least favorite phrases that are told to women when it comes to love, which is, you just haven't met the right one yet. So keep waiting until the one turns up. Like, I'm sorry, but the one, really? Like, I'm, how many how many people on the planet at the moment? What, like seven billion? I don't like, even if, half, you know, I don't know how many of them would be eligible, half a billion? <laughs> I don't know, half a billion? What's that? My math is really bad. Um, the point is... You know, I think there's lots of people that could be compatible for you, that can give you what you want, that you can build relationships with, that you can be attracted. Of course, not everyone is the same proposition, and sometimes you have stronger connections to some people and less strong to others. But don't 
get all fatalistic about it and say, oh, I haven't met the right one yet. No, you've probably picked some dodgy people. You've probably stuck in the wrong relationships too long. You, you might not have actually been proactive enough about going out to meet people. And this is our, this is the slack of personal responsibility that we have to take. Don't go whimsical. Where's whimsical ever got us? No. Um, which directly again relates to point eight. Uh, you're being too picky. Of course, I hate this as well because it's it's uh, effectively saying um, to you that as women we you know we we should probably lower our standards if we haven't met somebody yet and you know just uh, no I do believe in giving people a chance so don't get me wrong here I think sometimes people no one's boring and actually if you invest time in getting to know someone talking to them properly most people are pretty interesting. But being too picky, as in like, I'll oh, just accept the old leftovers because that's all you're worth. Again, what's that saying to your self-esteem? Always choose the power move. Do the thing which validates you, which boosts your self-esteem, which actually says what you want. That's so much better. Don't abide by all this fear-based mumbo-jumbo that's floating around you at the moment as a woman. You could literally ignore it stuff that I was going to say something stronger but I'm trying to keep this podcast a bit cleaner than normal but you get what I'm saying I'm like hello this is you this is your life we're talking about let's not just scamper around after men and worry that we're going to die alone that's rubbish no I refuse you're awesome stop it stop it right now uh instead we're going to get you to say what you're actually thinking and feeling and get proactive and generally be your normal awesome self uh, point nine, where have all the good men gone? This is another like mythological moan, isn't it? That we, a way that we can describe away all of our dating problems that like, that there was this time in the past where men were just better and humans were nice to each other. And it's, it's like, I'm, I remember my nan saying, you know, that, uh, people were better during the war. And in fact, that's probably, that's probably true. Crime rate did hit the floor and people kind of pulled together, but we can't think there was a bygone era where people experienced problems differently to us. They didn't. We, we have new problems now. We have different relationship models. It's not so simple. It's not that we just meet someone, they meet our parents, we get married, we have a baby, you know, we can meet someone, they could go traveling for two months. We can meet someone, then we can meet somebody else. We can meet someone and that person we like was already seeing someone else. We can meet someone and they're not in the right headspace for a relationship. You know, there's, there are more ways that stuff can kind of go wrong, but we have so much choice and so much more power now than we ever did do. So, and also good men exist. They are everywhere. Um, if you're not finding a good man and you define good as someone who's morally good and up for giving you what you want, I would advise speaking to more people and being clearer about what you want. Point 10 happily ever after. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is like the worst of them all as well. What does that tell us? That we shouldn't work on things, that we shouldn't communicate. In fact, I think, you know what? Life is full of screw ups. This is my opinion anyway. I think if you live a life, stuff goes wrong. Like things are not idealistic. They're not perfect. Some days you'll love your partner. Some days you'll think they're annoying. Some months you might have loads of sex. Some months you might have less sex. And that is like the nature of life. And I think it's actually about finding someone who's willing to partner with you and stick it out for the journey and work on things and who you can talk to and who you can trust. That's important and that they respect you. Not that everything is always perfect or not that you had the most movie star beginning or the most romantic courtship or any of that. 
It's not about happily ever after. It's about workable, practical today. That's where we should be focusing. Anyway, so this is going my rant for this week. We'll be back to normal podcast format next week. But you know what? There's been a few things that have really got on my nerves recently. I wanted to share them with you. I wanted to shake you up. Because I know, I know you might be sat there and you might be feeling really, really lame that you haven't met someone yet. And you might feel very disheartened and very afraid. And we can't make decisions out of fear, though. It's not going to help us. It's not going to do any good whatsoever. So I need you to wake up. I need you to choose things that empower you and actually validate yourself. Uh, And of course, if you want to hear more about this, if you go to hayleyquinn.com forward slash real love, R-E-A-L-L-O-V-E, I've got five videos there for you. Uh, There's no tricks. You just watch the videos. They're good uh, and informative about leading you through this new approach to love, the one that actually puts you first. So if you're down with that and you like that mission statement, you think, actually, yeah, stuff him. Let's figure me out. Let's do me really well. HayleyQuinn.com forward slash real love. Uh, and I'll be back again next week with a regular episode of my Love HQ podcast. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, please head to hayleyquinn.com forward slash club where I have a free 30-day membership available for you to my exclusive subscribers club. You can also catch up with me on YouTube at HayleyQuinnXX, on Instagram as HayleyQuinnX, and on Twitter as plain old HayleyQuinn. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. Please engage with me, please reach out, and thank you again for your support. 